Boom. All right, so uh, he's going to up those decibels a little bit. We're going to put a little volume on that, put a little stank on it, drop the phone, put some nipple on the titty, and we good to go. So, people, this out, y'all. Like I said, if you in the chat box and um and you've watched Last Chance You, I'll be interacting within the chat box. You know the phone lines are always lit. Um, If you haven't watched Last Chance You, you need to leave now because there are going to be spoilers involved. I don't want to – I mean, it's a – it's a it's a well documented show, you know. What I mean, I don't want to, um, you know, ruin somebody's experience of it. But it, it's it's the football season that happened last year, you know. what I mean, so there's really nothing to, um, you know, to lose here or to be spoiled about or whatever. So, Law Nation said he about to go watch right now. Go ahead, Law, watch it right now and tell me how you feel later. But my overall impressions of it, though, <clears throat> I really. I really like what they did this season because it was totally different than last season, right? Last season's, uh, well, last season or whatever, it was with uh, Coach uh, Stevens, was Buddy Stevens, I think that's his name or whatever, but I don't know. But um, his 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 players had different issues or whatever, you know what I mean? I mean, some some were were very similar, but uh, the approach, you know. They were similar in a lot of ways. They were different in a lot of ways. There, there were some people on Twitter that I would, you know, fuss with and argue with. They'd be like, oh, this coach cussed too much. Da, da, da. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, fam, every good coach has a good motherfucker in them. You know what I'm saying? Gotta, they, they, they know how to drop these F-bombs, man. It's something motivational about an F-bomb. Even, you know, if you like military or whatever, like there's not a, a there's not a drill sergeant that don't know how to motivate somebody <laughs> with a solid F-bomb. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from, man. Like Tony Dungy, I mean, he's solid. But man, when you hear a coach really drop one, you know what I'm saying? So... Uh, I'm I'm a firm believer of motherfucking somebody to to get the full potential from them. You know what I'm saying? And I hope I ain't dropping too many f bombs with Tasha kids around or whatever. But but um that's uh but but um both 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 coaches were great motivators in that way. I don't think they were great X's and O's guys, but what they um. What they what they brought to the table were they were great motivators. Um, so the new coach Jason Brown, straight out of Compton, I didn't know if I was gonna like him at first. <clears throat> um, I, you know, you, 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 the the hood white guy theme kind of gets cringeworthy sometimes, right? And when I first heard him, I was like, I don't, I don't really know how this is gonna go. But the more you hear him talk the more it feels natural, you know what I mean? So when you hear Jason Brown motivating, you know, like, let's go whoop these motherfuckers, you know what I mean? He's bringing his hood shit to the players, and I think that's valuable with the type of players that he has, you know what I mean? So if you look at, like, a big-name program, let's uh, let's say um, Florida State, right? Florida State, for example. They show clips of, of, of um, Jimbo Fisher, Right, and Jimbo. Hold on, let me mute somebody. Jimbo Fisher could not deal with um, Malik. Uh, what's his name? Malik Henry. But we'll cross that road whenever we get there, or whatever. Salute the Law Nation, dropping a dime in the super chat. Um, a lot of these big 
coaches, the, these big-time college program coaches, they want everything to be smooth. They don't want turbulence in their program. That's why character issues are such a big deal with these pro teams. They don't want to have to deal with character concern guys, right? So if you look at the average big-time college football program, right, they may have, like, what, five character issue guys, you know? Maybe somebody that gets a little too passionate. Maybe one guy that's uncoachable. Maybe one guy smokes weed, right? Jason Brown has 60 players <laughs> that had off-the-field issues, right? And I was debating this dude. He thought Jason Brown was a bad coach. You know what I mean? Jason Brown may not have been a great play caller, but you cannot call that man a bad coach simply because the situation that he was put in. I'm a former coach. I got respect for the art. You know what I mean? And nothing is more annoying than an uncoachable player or or undisciplined player. His team was full of them. His team was full of them. And part of the reason, I mean, he's a junior college, so he's going to get – He's a small. He, he's the co- he's the head coach of a small town junior college, right? A very small program, a small junior uh, junior college program. So of course he's gonna get these knuckleheads, right? And it's nothing but them. All these guys are rejects for a reason. You know what I mean? Uh, like I said, character issues, um, coachable issues. Bad attitudes. Some of them are gangsters. We'll cross that road whenever we get there. Some guys fail drug tests. Some guys with academics. So I don't want to hear nobody say Jason Brown is a bad coach because the adversity that he has to overcome as the coach of that football team is top-tier adversity that most coaches can't overcome. You know, and they they even showed show the clip of Jimbo Fisher. It was like, why is – why is Malik not not you know practicing or whatever? Uh, uh, he he broke team rules. Can you elaborate on that, Coach? Uh, he just broke team. Like Malik had him flustered, right? But Jason Brown took that. You know what I'm saying? He 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 took it and he was able to get production out of Malik. It was a headache. It wasn't easy. You know what I'm saying? But he was able to get the best out of these out of these players, out of these Maliks, out of these um. I forgot everybody's name, but it's on my it's on my um situation or whatever. But uh you ain't gonna see me hate on a coach like Jason Brown. You know what I'm saying? Salute to him. Salute to him, because I know he's in a situation where most most coaches would fold. But before I get into my next little defending of, of Coach Jason Brown, let's uh hop into the phone real fast. Two two eight, who this? Coach. Okay. What up, coach? What's happening, man? What what you what you got for the show? You know I wasn't gonna miss this talking about Malik Henry. Listen, coach. Yeah, I already know that. Listen, coach. I'm on the dog on Twitter machine, and nothing makes me more angry than somebody that consumes maybe ten hours of football a week, and they act like they know what the hell they talking about. You can't. Th- uncoachable players is about as as bad as it gets. You know what I mean? And Coach Jason Brown got 53 of them, and Malik Henry is probably the most uncoachable player on that team. So you as a coach, Coach. I salute him for for handling all those situations. Right. He does have 50-plus situations out of every kid. Mm -hmm. But the stuff that went on with him and Malik, Mm -hmm. is not that's not Coach Brown. That's all Malik's growing up. Malik's probably been a man everywhere. He went to, mm-hmm. and then when he got to Florida State, he was just another dude. 
mm-hmm. and he couldn't handle it. Yeah. And so from from what I hear, you know, living in the town we Florida State, in the summertime when we just got lost. Yeah. And showed up for camp. Yeah. So, you know, who does that? Every big-time college coach, every Power 5 kid going to summer school. They're there almost the, the whole school year. He just got lost. Yeah. But keep in mind, if you think about it, all the quarterbacks from all these last chance years, what school they come from? Florida State. <laughs> Florida. Who recruited them? Uh, Jimbo. Jimbo. Jimbo, yeah. Jimbo. Yeah. So, with that being said, now you, you asked earlier about the, my favorite part. Yeah. My favorite part of the show was uh, maybe it was episode one when uh, Brown was sitting in the hot tub with a cigar. Yeah. And he said, you know what, I've been doing this, this, this. And I really hadn't even watched him yet. But I'm sort of a savant in play calling. <laughs> yeah. And next thing you know, the school board 70 to 21. It shows, coach. It shows. <laughs> your your lack of your lack of preparation showed. You had no mm-hmm. idea what you but I do like his angle kind of sorta that, you know, because he's a he's a motivator. He's not really a play caller. He's not really a nuanced guy. However, mm-hmm. you just can't walk into football at that level and just be unprepared. Not gonna be able to do it. You're right. Now now my other thing about it is, you know, it's was well, the Independence Community College mm-hmm. with with the rest- with the lack of restrictions they have, it shouldn't be community college, right? Because it's, ba- it's different from what we have in, in, in Mississippi. You know, with Mississippi, you can only have eight non-Mississippi guys. Yeah, so everybody else is from Mississippi, so that's your community college. Mm-hmm. There, they can have the entire team not from Kansas. Yeah, yeah, and so, you know, so they, they, they 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 had guys from. Right, they had guys from Texas and Florida and California from all over the place. So they so they, they had four guys that were from Kansas on the team. Right, four. Right, right. So that, that's not community college. That's might as well be a D two school or just college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he the had last the... time before you get out of here. Go ahead. I talked to a guy that played with Tony Dungy, uh-huh. and they say Tony Dungy don't drop any swear words. Yeah, he just give that. He say they say look at you like you know when you think you're a whooping, you do something. Your mama, you know, Catherine. Yeah, don't go get on you. Mm-hmm. They say give you that look, and you know you messed up, and you just kind of go back and start apologizing. It's like you look your daddy give you when you know you messed up. They T- say he don't he don't use no curse words at all. He T- just he just look at you and and talk to you funny. Tony rare though, man. he's rare. Yeah, he's completely rare. But everybody else, you know, gonna gonna hit you with a two piece on on the elves. Mm-hmm. And that's okay though. I'm fine with that, you know, um, because you know, you know, I played up under Lance Reed, and you know, Lance Reed would would got dog at you to death, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's go out there and whoop them jokers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So I understand, but but a but a good, well placed MF is always is always good good for you know motivation. So it's a, it's a attention grabber. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And I actually have a uh, have a uh, clip. Go ahead and um, plug your. Uh, plug your podcast where everybody listening before, before I move on, Coach. I just uh, know that on um, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, it's Sip the Sally Podcast. Mm-hmm. I did an episode with Vachi where he talked about uh, some high school memories. We had, we had a great time when we were there. I think uh, I was there for three of your four years, all four years. Uh, all of them, middle school, <laughs> high school, years. everything. We did, yeah. we did some great things. Yeah, He set the foundation of to you know, to uh, a good high school career and, and all the stuff he was telling you about yesterday with his feet and his uh, his his football IQ, he didn't lie. You know, some people get on and embellish about their stats in high school. Whatever he told you, hundred percent true, and it shows in, in what he's doing now. And I appreciate you listening to you on a daily basis and the knowledge you spend for the people out here. Continue success, man. Salute, salute. Appreciate it, coach. All right, later. Yeah, yeah. So, so I got a clip 
of uh, Coach Jason Brown dropping a series of MFers. <laughs> it's one of my more favorite clips of the uh, of the show. Let's see. Uh, I actually got two MFer clips. Let's see. Mm. So people decide they were uh, they were about to play Garden City, right? Garden Garden City were the number they were the number three team um, in the nation or whatever. So he was motivating his guys to basically run through this wall for him, right? So uh, he went out to the to the coin toss, and and the the nuance of this motivation here, right? He took his anger and he took his disdain for the other team, and he projected his gangster. Among like onto his 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 team or whatnot. So uh, let's run this clip and we're gonna take a listen. Let's peep this out. Let's uh, hope this runs smooth. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what happens here. I hate to teach. Ah, <laughs> uh, Netflix gonna restart me. It's cool. It's cool because I can scroll this thing. Hold up. Here we go. Here we go. And he had the coin toss. All right, y'all. Peep this out. Took the ball. I went in and we took the ball. Fuck him. Should have socked this bitch ass in the face. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> like, I should have socked this bitch ass in the face. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> that that would make me want to play for him right there. But let's just let's just uh, keep listening. You better be ready to play. I should have socked this bitch ass in the face. Fuck that motherfucker. You motherfuckers better fucking ready to play. Fuck these dudes. You ass ain't ready to play, you should fucking go off! We got the fucking football. I won the toss, I took the football. Drive it down their fucking throat! <laughs> and he got an applause. He got a he got an applause. Talk to him, coach. There it is. Talk to him, coach. Look, get 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 him, coach. You know what I'm saying? A well-placed MF ain't. You don't really believe what they say. And I remember I was watching this uh this uh clip of Marshall um when Byron Leftwich was uh was um quarterback or whatever. You know, it was his uh oh my god broke my leg game and you know carried me down the field game. And I remember at halftime Marshall was losing to Akron. And y'all <laughs> y'all can go find that clip online, bro. But um Marshall's coach was like Come on, guys. You can do it. You got to believe in yourself, and we can pull this off. And da 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 doobin 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 And I'm like, I'm about to believe that. You can't come in this locker room full of grown men and, and be like, you, you, if you just believe in yourself and da 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 you can do it too. And I feel the point that he was trying to make. But if you're motivating this particular group of guys, you run, fuck them motherfuckers, double, double, double. That shit hyped me up, dog. That shit made me want to go to war for you. You know what I'm saying? So I give props to Jason Brown as a motivator. Another clip that I'm uh, that I'm going to let y'all listen to, people people saying, oh, we supposed to see the clip. Yeah, no, this podcast. Y'all ain't supposed to see the clip. I just happen to be live streaming. Um, this is the... Um, uh, who expect we expect clip right? Well, he just kind of on the fly created this pregame chant. It was full of mfers, right? But I just wanted to give him credit as a motivator. Let's listen to the uh, who expects we expect clip. Peep this out. 
I, I played the whole clip. It's 54 seconds. Let's run it. Let's run it. M effort, dog, to light this motherfucking scoreboard up. <laughs> okay, look, watch this, watch this. Everybody in the chat box right now, hit that motherfucking like button. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That shit hyped the hell out of me, dog. Like I'm up here watching Last Chance You. I'm laying, I'm laying down in the bed, dog. I'm laying down. Falling asleep watching mother, and I I got up and I start screaming, hell yeah, who it? You know what I'm saying? I respect Coach Jason Brown as a motivator, as a play Carly trash though, because he did try to do that, do that little wide receiver pass out the Wildcat backed up in his own ten down by four with three minutes left, <laughs> with three minutes left. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> versus a you know like in a championship situation, like that was a terrible call. But um, it's cool though, man. It's cool. Moving on. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, you know when you when you have uncoachable players, depth is very important. And you know when I when I when I you know when I say that is if somebody's hitting you with the uncoachable, you want to be able to sit them down on the bench and move on to the next player. The problem is the backup was so trash. Brandon B, Brandon uh, B, Bia, B-E-A, Brandon Bia, trash. The backup quarterback, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I uh, I mean, look, I, I'm going to let y'all, I, mean, I don't know if y'all seen it. I don't, I don't know if y'all saw how bad Brandon, Brandon Bia was, but oh, my God, bro. Like, that dude. He was throwing the football all over the place. Like, he had no positive plays. Like, he would completely shut down whenever he would, you know, come out onto the field. And whether Malik Henry was in concussion protocol, whether he was hurt, whether he was being un uncoachable, whether it was his grades, whenever Brandon Beal was on the field, it went to shit. And the problem with the leveraging is, is if I'm, if I'm Malik Henry – and the back and the backup is so ridiculously trash, like it's not even close, man. <laughs> it ain't in my personality, but I can understand how Malik really didn't learn his lesson. If if uh, if if they had an adequate backup quarterback, then Malik probably wouldn't have saw snaps on the field because he was uncoachable. You know, they really wasn't. 
He ain't go to class. You know what I'm saying? He didn't get his... Like, he was failing, like, art and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, couldn't even get a C in art. Um, but Brandon B being so trash that they had to deal with Malik Henry. So, like Coach Evans said when he um, called in earlier, um, Malik Henry, Florida State quarterback, he was released from Florida State for breaking team rules. I'd imagine that means being um, uncoachable to Jimbo Fisher, uh, talking talking shit to the <laughs> to the coaching staff. We have footage of Malik Henry talking shit to the referees. Uh, he was out there calling people n words. The referee run up on him say, "Hey man, I don't want to kick you out, but if I hear you say the n word again, I'm gonna have to eject you." And Malik looked the referee in the face and said, all right, cool, fuck you, and he ran off the field. <laughs> right? Clearly, I work at a psychiatric hospital. Clearly, Malik, he has some type of psychiatric issues, bro. He, he needs some type of medication for his uh, manic depressive bipolar situation that he's, that he's going through. Because sometimes he's... Really, really down. Other times he's really, really up. You know, you know. Even, even Coach said like he, you know, if you keep him even, you good. As as long as you win, you good. But if you're the quarterback and you can't deal with adversity, you not the quarterback. You just the passer. You know what I'm saying? And uncoachable is just inexcusable, man. Like he'll go to the sideline, but like. Yo, coach, I know you call this, but I'm about to run my own plays. I'm just about to do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Even if your plays were more successful than the coach's plays, if you don't have the keys to the offense, you don't change the plays, fam. You don't change the plays. Like, coach got to trust you. You got to be Peyton Manning level quarterback to and, – and look, they ain't even call. That's like audibles and stuff, right? He's calling the plays. He's on the sideline drawing stuff up. He's embarrassing coaches in front of other coaches. Fighting in front of the other players, you know, on the field. You know, if if you got issues with the coach, that happens. I've seen plenty of players have issues with many coaches. Let's come to the side and let's talk about it. But you're not about to MF me to death. You don't get to cuss me out, fam. You know, now, now they in college, so they can cuss. But we couldn't, cu- we couldn't cuss in high school. I mean, I mean, we had to do push-ups if we was, if we were heard, you know, cussing whatever. But you know, most most of these players can cuss and count. You can't cuss the coach out though. And Malik out here cussing the coach out, dog, and and failing art and not caring about school and you think your shit don't stink and you better than this and that, but that. And I'm arguing with people on Twitter, and it's partly my fault because I don't need to be arguing with people on Twitter. But and he was like, uh, well, he's the quarterback. Shouldn't he be allowed to coach his receivers up? And you know what that come from? That come from people watching TV and they cut on the NFL network and they hear stories about how Peyton Manning used to work out with, you know, with his uh with his uh wide receivers. That's fine. After practice, if you want to do some do some stuff with your wide receivers, cool. But you don't undermine the receiver's coach while he's receiver coaching. Trash. Trash. Rex Smith say, bro, I ain't, I ain't disagreeing. I'm just saying on play calling, Brown was awful and he didn't know the play. Fuck it. 
it don't matter. If the coach don't know the plays and you the quarterback and you think you better, you die with that shit, bro. You die, you 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 die sinking on that boat and you go to another school the way you think that you but you never you never step on the coach's toes. Never. Not going to be able to do it. You will never have long-term success doing that ever. Inexcusable, Malik Henry. But you know it is what it is. <laughs> I remember when I first watched. I, I I hopped right on Twitter. Like, who is this Tiger Woods looking motherfucker cussing the goddamn coach out? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if Brown, uh, if Brown uh, cussed me out in front of players like that, he got to see me. I'm from Nats, 100 percent, 100 percent, coach. If you think you grown, let's run it. <laughs> Let's run it and we'll fix it. And we'll fix it. Um John may say Malik going to Ole Miss now. I don't think Malik going no damn where. You know what I'm saying? Cause example, like there are some players on um on the roster, like they got kicked out of school for grades or for like smoking weed or whatever. You can deal with grades. You can deal with somebody. You can put somebody in a drug program and just test them more often. You can't deal with uncoachable. I think I'm better than this. I think I'm above all of y'all. Can't do it. Can't do it. See what I'm saying? <clears throat> so it is what it is on that. Um, Malik can throw that bitch though. Because I know I've been negative for the most part. Malik can throw that thing. Hoo-wee. He had a dime on the sideline, boy. Put that thing on a rope. Outside shoulder. Away from the DB, streaking down the sideline. Caught it in stride. Touchdown. Whoo. And you can see the difference. Boy, boy, look, Netflix had clips where Brandon B. Because he, look, Brandon B. Are going, to, going to Boise State for whatever reason, but... Look, Brandon Bill go out there and make a throw. You be like, damn, Brandon, boy, that boy missing throws in the flats. And then Malik throwing the prettiest post corner you've ever seen. <sighs> but that ain't what it's all about, though. That ain't what it's all about. <clears throat> Let's get into these running backs, though. Because um, some of them are interesting. Uh, the running back situation... And, you know, just me critically thinking about it, it shows a lot uh, in a way of how politics work, <clears throat> how politics work. You know, you hear these these uh, coaches say, I don't give a damn who you are. If you if you do the right things and you're being productive and you come to practice every day and da 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 boom, 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 you're going to be the one starting. And we saw a lot of that. So we had three running backs, right? We had uh, Raheem Boyd, Jamal Scott, and Kingston Davis. <clears throat> Kingston Davis was the light-skinned fellow with the freckles. But he was the starter. He was the first one at the very, very beginning. He was the one that was thought to have uh, to have the most talent. He was the one that, um, that they had the most faith in. Raheem Boyd was the Leonard Fournette type back. Um... He was super talented. He came from Texas Tech. He was the second guy. And the third guy at the bottom of it was um, Jamal Scott. <clears throat> and this is so interesting, right? 
you see how the dynamics of football really works with these three running backs because Kingston Davis was the probably the most talented, the most highly touted. He was the starter. But what we saw from him was he didn't protect the football. He didn't take football seriously. I think he said he broke down or something like that. And I don't even know how real that is. But Kingston lost his job because he was untrustworthy, didn't get his grades, and he didn't protect the football. We don't care how talented you are, but if you're a running back and you don't protect football, if you're if you're a student athlete and you don't get your man, look, it's student athlete, not athlete student. <laughs> you know what I mean? Student come first, so you got to get your grades, fam. And um, Kingston wasn't getting his grades, and he put the ball on the ground, so that opened up opportunities for Jamal Scott and and Raheem Boyd. And even though Raheem was more talented than Jamal Scott, Jamal gave less problems because Raheem put the ball on the ground too. And Jamal had a fumble here and there, I guess. But Jamal being the third guy, he was the least talented, but he got his grades more than the rest of them. And he he pretty much um, uh, stayed out of trouble the most. Jamal Scott won the starting job over the two guys more talented than him, coming from the bigger schools than him. He was just productive. <laughs> he, he was productive, you know what I'm saying? Uh, even though Jamal Scott lost his, uh, he lost his, I, I, I don't want to say lost his spot, but Jamal Scott did everything he, he could for this team. But um, when Rakeem Boyd started getting the carries and he started getting the coach's faith again and he learned the plays. He started going, oh, Rakeem Boyd's a goddamn. <laughs> Rakeem Boyd is a damn, a damn animal. Um, Rakeem's going to be going to Arkansas, playing, playing football in Arkansas. And I have the Arkansas spring game saved in my YouTube watch later folder. So I may do that on the live stream before um, I got to go back to the uh, day job or whatever. But, um, Kingston's going to UAB. I ain't really trying to see Kingston because, like I said, you can't be putting 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 the ball on the ground. Then you get mad because you're not getting opportunities. Then you pout <laughs> because of your your lack of carries. But you're the one to put the ball on the ground. So I'm not trying to watch Kingston at uh, at uh, UAB. But <clears throat> um, Rakeem Boyd is a beast. He's very talented. And I will be watching him at Arkansas, uh, or at least I watch the Arkansas spring game to see what I can see. But um, Jamal Scott, I don't know what Jamal Scott doing. You know, somebody, somebody Google that, Google that, and tell me what y'all, what y'all got from, from um, Jamal Scott. But uh, it's very interesting how that dynamic worked for those three running backs, and I think that's a good, I think that's a good. Um, That's a good uh it it if you're a non-football person, it opens up a window for you to see how football politics work sometimes, right? And look, man, just don't fumble the ball and <laughs> if you straight, we good. It's funny because the running back situation does not have the the uh the the same issues that the quarterback situation has. The quarterback situation, it was Malik and trash behind him. The run they had three running backs that could play. So 
if Kingston was giving you problems, he quit on his team. He's fumbling the ball. You got two more guys that can go. So uh, that just gives you a uh, you know decent idea of what's going on. So <clears throat> moving on, let's talk about the uh, two receivers. Calvin Jackson didn't get a lot of uh, number four. He didn't really get a lot of uh, a lot of publicity on last on last chance. You, I think he was one of their biggest playmakers or whatever. Um, so it's interesting to see how you know he really didn't get a lot of press or whatever, but um, but he ended up uh, he ended up playing. Uh, he's going to Washington State, so I'll be uh, keeping eyes on him. But uh, the big star was a uh, Chance the Rapper. Oops, I mean uh, <laughs> Carlos uh, Carlos Thompson, <clears throat> the wide receiver, the fifth year uh, wide receiver. So he like he like you know, Calvin Ridley age or whatever. So he, uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> like he, 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 he's, he's been in and out of four different schools and, you know, early when, um, coach, uh, coach Brown first, you know, started, started talking about him, boy, y'all motherfuckers smoking weed on camera. Then you're going to come to practice and you're going to put on the internet. That's just stupid, 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 stupid. And that's really Carlos's story. You know, he 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 made a lot of bad mistakes, a lot of dumb decisions, um, and he's jumping school to school. And we actually got a chance to look at look at his story, and we got a chance to hear about his mom and his mom putting up so much money to get his transcripts moving to keep him in school, so so uh, so he can make something of himself. And we ended up being fans of Chance the Rapper. I mean, um, Carlos Thompson. Um, <clears throat> it's just interesting. Um, and it's another thing I give Coach Brown credit for. Like, Coach Brown didn't allow his guys to quit, even though. And and look, this is more window for people that really you know don't really have behind the scenes of coaching like that. I remember playing ball. I I've heard plenty times, "Hey, bro, if you don't like it, you you can go your ass home. Go home." Pack your stuff up, leave 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 your lock unlocked, turn in all my pads, go your ass home. I've heard that millions of times. <clears throat> but that's another interesting motivational technique. And he he he's from Houston, Texas. You know, I'm I'm in Houston now. He's he's uh from Houston, Texas. So they touched on the Hurricane Harvey situation and the the hardship that he was going through or whatever and you can see that yes he was going through a hard time but he almost used that hardship as an excuse to give less than 100 percent you see what i'm saying like i understand like that's some bullshit right for, for you to be trapped underwater like i live in houston i was around for hurricane harvey i know how ridiculous that you know that that shit was but Carlos is a very talented player. You can see him when he catch the ball, when he beating people up the seam, when he's returning kickoffs, punts. He's a very, he's a very talented player, and I think he was about to use the hurricane as a crutch to kind of give up or to kind of quit. But if we come back to Coach Brown and his motivation, we've seen him. Tell guys, I don't give a fuck. You can quit. You can quit. 
Get off the field. Go. But what y'all always saw from Coach, y'all saw him pull these players to the side. You see him pull these players to the side and talk to him and go, now look, bro. Your mama paid $14,000 to get you in school, bro. Da, 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 boom, boom, boom. Boy, you talented in the mind. Boy, look at how fast you. Boy, boy, you know what you could do with your life if you just stick to this. And you got the nerve to walk off the field. It's it's something about when your emotions gets gets high, the coaches continue to bring that emotion up. It's almost like they're exhausting you of negative energy. It's, it, it happened with Carlos. It happened with Bobby. It happened with um the Gooden kid, the uh the uh, tackle or whatever. It's like it's like we're exhausting you of this negative energy. So when it's time to come down and you take a deep breath and you calm down and you relax and you talk to coach and you, and he go, man, look, you you know how good you got it. <laughs> Get your ass back on the field. Put the weed down. Go to practice. Go to class. And let's catch some fucking footballs and go to school and, and, and get this shit right. You know what I'm saying? And Carlos eventually bumped heads with Coach Brown. But you can see their relationship come full circle because even towards the end of the season, Carlos looked Coach Brown in the face on the sideline and be like, Coach, you just can't be doing that. Those guys don't always respond to that. And we saw Coach Brown start to calm down a little bit, right? They have a very interesting relationship in that way. So – I find it interesting, man. I find it interesting how that how that relationship kind of kind of played out played out and formulated or whatever, and it worked out for Carlos. It, you know, Carlos was on his last 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 strike. You see what I'm saying? Um, but he worked through it. He worked through it. I got it written down what school he went to. He's gone to uh, Missouri Western State, Western Missouri. Missouri Western. I don't know. Chance the rapper working on his album, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, Emmett Gooden. Emmett Gooden probably pro- probably um, like he he he's probably top three talented top three most talented players on the team. Probably him, quarterback. You know, Rakeem or whatever. You know, you know. So, so. Uh, but as a interior defensive lineman, y'all remember when um, Nick Fairley played for Auburn, and he just kind of dominated the game by himself, right? We ain't really hear about nobody else on on defense. I mean, Bobby, but you know, Bobby wasn't even full time starting. But we ain't hear nobody else on defense, but Emmy Gooden. That's an old, that's an old ass name too, Emmett Gooden. That's somebody's uncle name. But um, but we saw how how talented he was, but he says uh he wants to model his game after Indomitian Sue. His ass ain't playing neither. Like he wanna he wanna step on face masks, he wanna he wanna punch people in the ribs. You know what I'm saying? He wanna like he wanna like step on folks' face and all that, you know what I mean? He wanna, you know. Smack the hell out of people. He he's a very nasty player, and there's room for nasty players. But he, you know, he had a lack of of composure uh, with his with his nasty, and it a lot of costly penalties. I think the last game they lost, 
because I know they lost two games, and they would have won that second game. I'm not going to say if it wasn't for Malik, because I never like to blame losses on, like, one play. It's a culmination of things that happened. We could have ran the ball better, could have blocked better. But Malik definitely made the last mistake of punching that dude in the face, getting the penalty, and keeping the game going for the other team to go score. You see what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I mean, Malik had his little attitude issues or whatever, you know. I tell you what, we was talking about Kingston with his fumbles. Penalties next. Like, like fumbling is a cardinal sin, but penalties right up there with it. Stupid penalties are right up there with turnovers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh we can't have stupid uh, stupid penalties neither. So, uh, Emmy Gooden, uh, he's going to be playing for Tennessee. And I also have the Tennessee spring game loaded up in my watch later folder. So, I'm going uh, to see what I can see from Emmett Gooden. He seems talented. He seems, uh, he seems like, a, like a very solid player. So, we'll, uh, we'll get that going. Bobby Bruce, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, because there's a very interesting development that happens with Bobby Bruce. I mean, he's solid now, but <laughs> Bobby went to jail, y'all. <laughs> Bobby went to jail for robbery. He'll he'll he, I mean he'll be back for season four, though. He's back on the team and I think everything's solid, but Bobby did go to jail for damn robbery. Think about Bobby. <clears throat> Bobby was another player that would feel sorry for himself sometimes, you know. Um he would let the hood take him over, take over his thought process. He would, I don't want to call him lazy, but, you know, we, we, we heard Bobby say, man, fuck this. I'm just going, I'm just going to go back to the block. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's in him. You can't take the hood out of Bobby, you know? Um, the teacher, Miss P, Miss, Pinkered her and her 55 wigs. <laughs> look, you know Independence Kansas only got one wig store. And you know she went and bought all them <laughs> You know she didn't get them online because Independence Kansas ain't got a mail service. Well, you know. <laughs> I also do think she uh she got a little talkative when the camera got on. She she did want to want to get a little fifteen minutes. I ain't mad at her, but uh, but I do think she she was very pivotal in keeping a lot of these players on task. Like when you watch Independence, you know when you look at their classroom structure, it's built like a high school class. Like they didn't necessarily get the best. They didn't get the best play the the best students academically. You know what I mean? So. I, I salute to Miss Pinker for being in that situation and helping these kids, knowing some of them come from the block, knowing some of them with their attitude issues, knowing that some of them are bad students. Uh, she seemed like a like a solid teacher that really went above and beyond for her for her players or whatever. And Bobby, if we can give credit to Bobby, he got his grades right towards the end of the season. Um, as a football player, though, Bobby Bobby seems a bit underweight for linebacker or whatever. He, I mean, you know, they didn't play a down play a three four or nothing like that. But Bobby is the prototypical 
uh, CTE, Shmee guy. You know what I'm saying? Run down and bust stuff up. You know what I mean? Just go be athletic. He ain't, he ain't got great football IQ. I don't even know how he is athletically because, you know, you know I, I mean, I just kind of saw it based on highlights or whatever, but uh, Bobby just went out there and risked his – just risked it all to go knock people out. And a lot of that came from um, – he said a lot of it came from uh, from uh, people picking on him and, and daring him to uh, – that uh, they, would, they would call him soft, that he, uh, that he uh, hit like a girl. So Bobby made it his he made it his his point to knock the hell out of everybody, you know what I mean? But um Bobby was Bobby definitely uh he definitely had a lot of had a lot of hoodism in him, you know what I mean? Um somebody in the chat box saying Mark Barron 2.0. I don't I don't think Bobby going pro, so let's you know chill out with that. Um uh Bobby can be a like a good college football player, but you know, let's not you know, let's not put him in the pros though. But uh Bobby had a little bit of hood in him. A whole gang of hood in him, bro. So thing about Bobby, which is another interest another interesting dynamic, is as as long as Bobby had football, he was straight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As long as Bobby had football, he wasn't thinking about the streets. He wasn't thinking about the block. He wasn't thinking about his brother that went to jail, you know what I'm saying, or the living conditions that his people were in. Uh, he used football as his as his mother. Callan, what up? <laughs> got, a, got, a old, uh, got an old teammate of mine, Callan Green, in the chat box. What up, Doc? Um, Bobby was able to use to use football to get him through school. And that's kind of the point of all this shit, right? The point of this shit is to use football to get your education because everybody can't go pro. So Bobby using his football as the as the the catalyst to get his grades up, that's really what you want from Bobby. Because like I, like I said, I don't see a pro football player in Bobby, but if Bobby can get a degree from – Risking his brain cells, knocking the hell out of people on the field. You can't beat that. You can't beat that with a stick. But uh, we got a phone call, so let's. Uh... Okay, Cardinal fan, what's up, bro? Hey, Bosh. What about that teacher, though? How can we not talk about her? We, I just, I just talked about the teacher, Miss Pinkard, and her, oh. and her, and her thirty <laughs> wigs. <laughs> And her thirty wigs that she got that she got from the uh, from the Kansas Full wig grown. shop. <laughs> Stop! Stop! <laughs> hey, What's up? hey, get some. Uh, when you gonna drop some bars? Let me tell you something, man. Um, I was talking to Conrad Tokyo. In case y'all don't know, he's Jay the Eagles fan from Arizona. He kind of tr- he's kind of talking me into writing sixteen bars too. So. Good for you. Look, man, like y'all just give me time because I'm because I'm not a rapper. Like I'm football film guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just give give me time to figure out what I want to do and, and how, like I got like eight bars written down already, but I want the full sixteen before I you know come out hit y'all upside the head with it. So I'm gonna have my sixteen. <laughs> you have yours, and Conrad Tokyo gonna have sixteen, and we are gonna have a damn cipher up in here. Oh. Hey, anytime. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's your uh, top uh, top two or three favorite moments from the show? I watch it, by the way. Okay. Um, uh, share, uh, share a couple of your favorite moments, and uh, I'm going to get off, but have a good night. Yes, sir. Salute, salute. I'll listen on YouTube. Doski Drop money to Patreon, y'all. 
Put me in that Patreon. Like, My favorite moments. He said two moments from the show. I definitely like the who expect, we expect chance. I really do like that. Um, like I said, man, J- you know, Jason Brown's uh he's a, a motivational coach. He's not a strategist. He's not an X and O's guy. He's not an innovator or anything like that. But he, I mean, he even said it. He even said it. That uh coaching ain't hard. You just need you just need guys to run through a wall for you. And that's basically his his game. I mean, Pete Carroll's one of those guys. So um I like the who expect, we expects uh uh motivational chant or whatever. And uh I would say um I would say the the entire episode about him and his Garden City relationship, you know. I'm assuming, and I could be wrong, so chat box correct me. I'm assuming that Jason Brown used to coach for Garden City. And Jason Brown probably did some gangster shit to get fired from Garden City. Then Jason Brown choked out the head coach of You know what? That might be the reason Jason Brown don't don't coach for Garden City anymore. He may have coached he 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 may have choked the coach from from Garden City. Um and just watching him go go you know go into the game and build that that hatred or whatever and put his team into that kind of hatred and motivating his guys to play for him then at the end beating Garden City and talking shit to him um that's my other favorite part of the game so look this is where I open up the phone lines to y'all the phone lines been open but you know uh 515-739-1285. The access code is 309-104. You can um you can call into the show and you can give me your favorite moments or you can give me your thoughts on the show. So 515-739-1285. Access code 309-104. I just said it. It's on the screen. It's in the description. Bam. And it's in the chat box. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Chabot say coach uh, Coach Evans say the uh, the quarterback coach was soft. Man, let me tell you something, dog. They set my man's up to fail, dog, because the quarterback coach is not a he's not a boisterous guy. You know what I mean? He's not a very loud da da da. You know he he's the opposite of Coach Brown, right? But he's probably put into the worst situation, bro. He probably he he was in the worst. Like, I think coaching DBs would have probably been a little better because you didn't have problems out of the DBs, or whatever, right? But the most uncoachable player on the team had to be coached by the softest coach on the damn team. That's problematic. <laughs> There's some there are some issues there, and you would see the quarterback coach almost begging. Almost begging Malik, Malik, can you do right, please? They they watching me, Malik. Malik, they gonna fire me. Malik, will you go to school? Malik, will you stop flunking art? <laughs> Malik, please, will you will you stop thinking that your shit don't stink? Malik, and he just ain't had the juice to you know to to pull it off. So, uh, was he soft? Yeah, sure, he was probably soft. Whatever, who knows. Uh, but he he didn't really do anything proactive to 
to get Malik to listen to him. You know, he was very pro Malik. He was very on Malik's team. You know, he never he he never he never did what he had to do to get the respect from Malik. You know what I mean? And I think that was his uh big problem. And Coach Evans just said he had to demand respect and uh he wanted to be Malik's friend. Absolutely. That's that's problematic. You can't be Malik's friend. You need to um you need to uh to get everything that you can out of Malik. You know what I'm saying? You need to hold Malik accountable. You need Malik to understand that you 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 needed Malik to understand that you letting your guys down, bro. You letting your guys down. And I know he got in front of the team and he did the little speech that he probably didn't mean. Uh I feel like my actions were um, were uh, were uh, childish, and um, you guys deserve better from me. Um, will you accept my apology? All right, guys, cool. And you know, coach, uh, coach, coach Brown even said they ain't accept that shit. They ain't believe what Malik was talking because he he probably didn't mean it. You know what I mean? Like it, it, there was no sincerity, man. Like he could be a great leader. Malik could be a great football team, a a, a great asset to to somebody's football team, but he didn't right there though. He didn't right there. Let me uh, run in this chat box. If I don't get no calls, I'm going to wrap this thing up. So 515-739-1285, access code 309-104. Malik's dad is a leech. So, yeah, man, you know, people say, uh, you know, Malik wanted to to play baseball and his daddy wanted him to play football. Dog, just don't waste my time and play football. (laughs) Like, if you – I mean, look, and then, look, to be fair – if I could be real for a minute, an uncoachable player is an uncoachable player across the board. So if he an asshole to the football coaches, he'll probably be worse to the baseball coaches too. You know, I don't I don't think he'll find peace in, in baseball that'll somehow just make him coachable. You know what I mean? So yeah. You know. But I got tired of Malik, man. I got tired of <laughs> I, got, I got tired of his of his of his extra shit. Like he uh he was on the sideline, man, and you know, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon B was in the game and Brandon B was stinking it up. And um and uh the quarterback coach was like, should we put Malik back in? And Jack Coach Brown was like, fuck no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, putting Malik back in. But uh Brandon B was so trash that he eventually had to put Malik back in, and then Malik hit me with that line that I hate so much. Oh, now you want to put me in the motherfucking game. Oh, now he need me. Shut your sassy ass up. Scrub. <laughs> Cardinal fan, what you want? Hey. Turn your laptop down. What's up? Let me turn my laptop down. Rookie mistake. Hey. What's up? Coach Brown keeps saying mother F. Her. Fools from Compton, he's single, but he needs her. I'm sure he's gonna get fired soon. Can't keep respecting that freaking whole room. Watch, come on, throw some bars, jump on it, man. I will not. See, look, this is, <laughs> see, look, see, look, Carter fan. This is a difference between me and you, right? You can hop out here and freestyle, you know, sixteen <laughs> bars or whatever, and we'll just laugh at. I'm Vach Lombardi. If I come out here and and say some trash. 
I got a like like people follow me like I got an image. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> for, for these damn people to hop on my Twitter like yo Vice, like yo Vice, stick to your day job. Like yo Vice, like you need to cut. You know what I mean? So if I'm gonna it's spend fun. if if I'm gonna spend no, it's not for fun. If I'm gonna spend sixteen recreational bars. I'm actually going to put some effort into it and it's going to I'm going to actually try for it to be the best product I can actually put out. It, it probably won't be great, but it won't be no trash. So like I say, when I'm done with it, well, well, are you just, are you just, um, see when I write music, I mm -hmm. usually write the music piece before the vocals. Okay. Do you have a friend that can just hook you up with a beat? That way you can kind of ride, ride a beat rather than just coming up with some random rhymes. I got a beat that I'm a rap to. On? Well, I got a beat okay. that I'm going to rap to, and I have a few bars over that beat. And look, thing about it is I wanted to rap over some beats, but I can't rap over some beats because YouTube, you know, and the whole copyright deal, and I ain't really fucking with them like that. So I found this non-copyright beat that I like that I would rap to. So I got that saved already, and I got the raps that I want to rap, you know, but okay. I'm not going to present them until, until I'm good and damn ready. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so hey don't fear the feedback man don't fear the feedback hey have a good night yes sir doski was <laughs> so, so, somebody in the chat box say man block him hell no nah. let me tell you why because Cardinal fans <laughs> that man supporting my damn patreon and he hops on and uh tells other people to subscribe to the Patreon. Cardinals fan, if you listening, um, you need to hit me up on my Twitter or my Facebook so I can get your email for the uh fancy football situation. So <clears throat> so uh yeah, let me know. So if we ain't got no other callers, going once, going twice, let me scan the let me scan the uh chat box one more time. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. I ain't even know Callan watched my damn YouTube videos, man. I just thought he, I just thought we followed each other on, on Twitter and did the whole, you know what I'm saying, Second Amendment thing. I ain't even know. He, man, salute to Callan for following, you know, subbing to, the, subbing to the channel and all that. Play ball with him. Okay, we got G from Miami. G from Miami. What's up, bro? Yeah, what's going on, boss? Doski Woski, what you got for the show? I mean, like, I just just started, like, watching this show. But, like, okay. you you said um, to call in and, like, talk about, like, your favorite moment. Okay. I wouldn't say it's my favorite moment, but, like, it was funny when um the quarterback, I think Millie Carey, mm -hmm. was like, oh, like, he was hiking the ball. And he was like, three, two, number 17, a bitch-ass nigga. And he <laughs> hiked the ball. Yeah. That had, yeah. that had me rolling that had that was crazy yeah that had me laughing and i'm like but like on a serious note like if if he knows that like colleges are like watching this stuff like that or like talent scouts and evaluators are watching this like what it seems like it seems like he was like it's like more of like a reality tv kind of thing as opposed to like a kid that's really trying to like get back into division one college and like that man don't care, bro. That man, that man yeah. don't care because, like, like clearly, like, like it's 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 his second chance to get back on tag. And look, all you need is one good football season, right? Um, mm -hmm. DeAndre Brown from last season, whatever, uh, 
Florida State. Like, he understood. Like, like we even heard him talking about, man, I'm going to come in. I'm gonna be humble. I'm put my head down. I'm gonna play the best quarterback I can play. I'm get. A, I'm gonna you know yeah. get out of here. Go you know and go somewhere else. Right? Malik say, man, fuck. I don't want to be here. Uh, chips and sauce in Kansas trash. Yeah, <laughs> I'm better, was- you know what I'm saying. And, and plus he and all the other stuff, man. Malik clearly don't want to don't want to play football nowhere else, man. My thing is like like players like that. Do they go to um? Like let's say they ball out, and do they go to the supplementary draft or like? How does that process work? Well, he's not eligible because he never got because he's not getting his three years of of college in. College, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it really yeah. all you know depends on that. And I mean, plus, man, if he did try to go through the supplement, I I think they got to invite you too. Like. You know, kind of like they gotta invite you to the draft. Like, when, like you declare to the draft, they gotta invite you. Like, ain't nobody yeah. letting Malik Henry do no do no type of draft shit. Like, if you can't play ball at the damn end, okay, think about it like this, right? Imagine if um, I'm trying to give you a good example too. Give me thirty seconds. Imagine if Sam Darnold play for Independence Community College. And all he needed was one good year to get back on task. Sarah Donald yeah. will rip that he'll rip them damn schools to shreds, man. He'll shut his mouth yeah. and rip them schools to shreds. But what we saw from Malik, well we we didn't even see enthusiasm from Malik. We just we just kind of saw him yeah. just kind of doing his thing, man. So I'm not a big fan what, what of Malik. Year, what year did he get recruited by Florida State? Uh, about two years ago. So like that, like around like DeAndre Francois class or not? I would say they probably in the same the same class. Yeah. Man, that is that that's wild. Like yeah, and the, the crazy part about it is like I look at like he, he's not he, he's not bad at throwing like. He can throw that bitch. He he, he talented. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know why. That that's bitch, wild. That's look, noticed, like. look, like I said, man, that bitch, look, he, like, Brandon Beal was on the field stinking it up. And then he came in and put the ball on the sideline, on a, like, outside shoulder, perfectly in stride for a touchdown, first play back in. The kid, he can throw. But everything else is trash. Like, I seen him do, like, a nice post pass. Yeah. I'm like, it has potential, but like, like I agree with you when you say like, because at first I was like, okay, maybe gun under the seat guy is like the worst kind of like person to draft or <laughs> to have on your team. Yeah. But I was like, an uncoachable guy, especially the quarterback. That's like the main, the main, and like, like you said, there's like guys who like, you know, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning mm-hmm. who have been deemed uncoachable, yeah. not uncoachable, like, in a negative way, but, but like, like they got the play. Yeah. yeah, they got the plays down packed so like they could coach. Mm-hmm. Like they know the offense schematically. Yeah, but I feel you. I think that's like the worst kind of football player to have. Probably that or like I don't have passion for the game kind of guy. Which um mm-hmm. I think you said with the linebacker. Yeah, and like how he like how like he was like going to jail and stuff like that. He couldn't leave the street life behind and all of that. Yeah, yeah. See, see, Bobby is definitely gun under the seat guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Um, yeah, he he's he's one hundred percent gone to the sea guy. Uh, nah, that he's more of um kidnap kidnap your girlfriend kind of kidnap guy. your girlfriend guy one hundred percent. But I yeah. tell you what though, coaches can deal with with gun under the seat guy. Coaches can deal with fail to fail the drug test guy. They cannot yeah. deal with uncoachable. I don't love football guy. That's like. Like that, and like beat my girlfriend guy. Those are the the two worst off the field issues that that you know we could deal with. Beat my girlfriend guy, and I don't love football. Uncoachable. Like, my, my, my main my main problem with the the Malik Henry guy is like he has this sort of like attitude where like he knows he's like the best on the field. Yeah, but like my thing is like shouldn't that like motivate you to like try to get back into college at the division one school and really like really trying to like it should it should but he's so trash that he's not using that to his advantage he's not he's not and it's a it's, it's a shame it's a shame i hate to see a waste of talent he really looks like tiger woods that's funny to me yeah, um yeah. <laughs> he does look blazing. He but, look, um, he look a little blazing, but now we can do about that. But you, you also said um uh, another thing I want to touch upon. It you was like, oh, you know, like, like the coach. You was like, your mind is like a coach got like a motherfucker in him or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But then I like, but then I feel like this. That's true. But then I feel like there's sometimes there's some parents that they just don't want like the coach to call their kids that'll speak to them like that because it's like i mean i don't know because i've never really had like a strict kind of coach yeah like that mm-hmm. i don't know what type of influence it has on the field positively or negatively yeah. or if it's just a mental thing yeah but i like i i, I like hearing the coach talk i was like i remember like i was like I remember when I was when I was playing ball preseason. They made us go to this meeting, and well, they made our parents go to this meeting, and it was a bunch of paperwork involved, insurance numbers, and all that. But it was basically them relinquishing, like uh, I, I don't want to say like ownership <laughs> or whatever, but it was basically yeah. the coaches letting the parents know, all right, now they in our care. They asses belong to us now. You know what I'm saying? So if we need to drop, and like all this is going to be within the greater good for the football team. We're not going to pick on your kid. We 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 love we love the kid as a as a player as our as our sons almost. But it's going to be a lot of things that y'all not going to like. But y'all going to have to de- y'all going to have to deal with us because it's a part of the game. It's part of code. We're going to scream at your son. Don't come to us talking about he needs some more playing time because he's not playing for a reason. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we just had. Nah, like, Go ahead. I, trust me, like I know how that is because like um. I know, and I know the politics involved because you was um, talking about like the politics involved mm-hmm. with football. Like, you know, I went to um, I I, I went to school with Dalvin Cook. Okay. I went to high school with him, mm-hmm. and like, like his mom was like on them coaches because like, like that's when he was like, like hype, like hype national running back prospect, and then his little brother, same thing with that too. Mm-hmm. So I, I I get I get it with like the parents like I get I get it from the coach perspective of like trying to like not I don't want to say like counterbalance everything in a locker room 
but also trying to have a sense of authority. Because at first I was kind of like, just like you said, I was kind of turned off by like the way he was talking. Yeah. But then I kind of like sensed at the end, like it's more of like a tough love kind of thing. 100%. Where he's trying, where he's trying to like, and then like, yeah, that's that's true. I, I, I completely agree with that. And as far as Dalvin goes, I mean, sure, his mom can do that. I wish Brandon B's mom would come up in here and try to talk about, <laughs> try to talk about my baby yeah. neither da da da. But they probably cuss that woman yeah. out. Gee, I'm about to put you on hold, yeah. man, because I know you uh, <laughs> you gonna hold it down for him. Hang tight. Uh, four four. Who this? ATL Black. What's up with you? ATL Black. What's cracking, lacking, brother? What you got for the show? Man, I just been the joint this weekend, man, and you burying the lead. Man, don't be coming on here talking that kind of language with these folks listening, man. They they don't know what you're talking about, man. They don't know what you're saying, man. All right, check this out. Go ahead, bro. Uh, when you watched it, did you feel like the, the English teacher wanted to smash Bruce? I, I think the English teacher ain't had none in a long time. And I think she's dealing with a lot of slim pickings in Independence, Kansas. <laughs> and I'll say this too: I think the only black people in in <laughs> the only black people in that community teach English and play football. <laughs> so, so she probably don't get a lot of looks. Now, it'll be irresponsible for me to say that she's trying to smash Bobby. You know, she probably genuinely has a cons- like has a a real you know care for Bobby. You know, but it wouldn't surprise me if one of these players came through and she got to wipe the sweat off her forehead every now and then. I wouldn't be surprised. There you go. I wouldn't be surprised. Now check this out. Um, what we talk about, Malik Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I at the very end when they're at lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. You could just tell how he was looking at his dad when his dad was running off at the mouth. Yeah. He was like, man, I ain't with this. Yeah. He just had that look in his eye like, I ain't with this. Yeah. But what I will say is when you talk about talent mm-hmm. and you talk about a cat that you, you don't really know if he all in or not, he really the white version, I mean the black version of Josh Rosen. Everybody tell you the same thing about him. He got way bigger interest than really playing the game. But, you know what I'm saying, not in a racial way. I just feel like a cat like Josh Rosen will get the opportunity where Malik Henry won't. I will say he has a lot of Josh Rosen personality traits in him. I think the big difference is I think Josh Rosen really likes football, though. Like, I do think Josh Rosen really cares about how he fits into the game or whatever. I don't think Malik. I, I don't. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Malik cares at all. I don't think he give a fuck about nothing. Like, and 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 well, and, and you could like he talk like, bro. The referee said, "Look, if I get one more n word out of you, you're gone." And he looked the referee. He looked the referee in the face and said, "Fuck you, bro." And he ran off the field. Malik don't care, bro. Well, I look at it differently. I I think I agree with you to a certain extent, but I look at it like. He said something that stuck with me. He's mm-hmm. like, man, I've been coached by the best. I've been coached by Jimbo, and ain't really much you can tell me. And everybody will tell you that his IQ is through the roof in terms of his football mm-hmm. uh, IQ. Yeah. And I think that that was part of it. He did, He felt like I'm here because my old mentor said you was going to look out for me, but I don't feel like you're looking out for me. 
and some of those calls that, like you said, I heard you say earlier that you're like, yo, you got to just ride with them dumbass calls, even if you don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that to a certain extent, but, you know what I'm saying, if he feel like you don't know nothing, and that's why I say it come back to Josh Rosen, because that's what you heard uh, Jim Morris say. If he yeah. feel like you don't know what you're talking about, he's going to tune you out. Yeah. And I think that was the answer. Now, here's the reason that I couldn't be a coach, mm-hmm. is when you watched the whole season and you saw every dumbass play that Emmett Gooden made, Ugh. And to know that you was one what? basically play away from going to the national championship, yeah. and this fool couldn't walk away. Yeah, yeah. I, I, at that particular point, and he said it during the during the series. He's like, "Man, Emmett is gonna be the reason we win, and Emmett is gonna be the reason we lose." Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why it's, it's when you look at it in that in, that scene where he's sitting on that bus after they lost that game. That tell you everything you need to know about being a JUCO football coach. Yeah, I will say though, man. Reason, I will say that when you playing playing football, you're more emotionally invested because there's a there's a, a finality to it. Because when I was playing ball, I I didn't want to lose any games. Every game I lost, I hated it. But when I coached a game, I you know I kind of really had that uh on to the next one feel. You know, even when we would lose a a playoff game or a playoff qualifying game, it was nah, damn, it is what it is. So I mean just on just on just on to the next one, right? So even though Malik Malik kinda did fuck up, I don't think Coach Brown was really tore up about that. Malik and the other I mean, I mean not Malik uh, Emmett, uh, right? uh Emmett, Emmett, yeah, yeah. Emmett and the other players felt that a little worse than Coach Brown did. Um, but either way, though, you got to walk away from that, man. You your motherfucking oh, ass can't be smacking people oh, in the mouth man. and you one oh, play away. Oh, not going to be able to do it. Ref, one play away from winning the game. And and the thing about it, you done did it every game versus either a late hit or a dumbass play. I tell you what. And it's like. I tell you what. If I'm University of Florida and I've been watching Netflix and I know that good and play for Tennessee and I see his ass in the game and it's the fourth quarter with three minutes left, I'm, sm- I'm punching him in the stomach, dog. Every chance I get. Give me that penalty. Give me that penalty, man. Kick his back. ass out the game 100%. 100%. What else uh, you got? I, ain't gonna lie, I, think, I think the boy kid going to be stupid. I, I just, he, he was he was big and fast, and I didn't realize he was that good, dog, until I got, you know, maybe third or fourth episode when he started breaking out. He could play. Uh, he could play. The other yeah. kid, man, didn't want to play. He wanted to cut hair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, 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 he wanted an audience. You know what I'm saying? He looked yeah. chubby, too. He looked like he was in no shape. He was, he was, yeah, he was in bad shape. And I was looking at him, you know, I'm like, he he. He played running back like he don't look like he in good shape. He look he look kind of, he, he like a fullback almost. He look he look kind of fat. So and, and then you know off the rip man that uh what's my guy Michigan Michigan ain't gonna let no player get away from him. Uh, Which Harbaugh one? he ain't gonna let nobody get away from him. So you already knew if if Harbaugh let him walk he was yeah. he, he wasn't really that guy. Yeah, yeah, I feel but you. Nah, bro. that's what I got, man. You know hey man, looking? great call, bro. Appreciate you, Doc. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Okay, back to G from Miami before we wrap this thing up. Go ahead, brother. What, you, what else you got? Because I know you got something else. G. Oh, oh hold on. Hold on. Wait. I got to unmute you. Wait a minute. Let me unmute you. Stop it. Okay, G, hey, my bad. Nah, okay. okay, go ahead. Okay, I was about to say, uh, nah, like, I just started watching it, like, like I'd say, two weeks ago, so I'm still fairly new to it. Two weeks but ago? It looked, it looked like, yeah. Man... I been this shit in one day, man. What you, what you doing? <laughs> what you what you waiting on? 
Nah, I got a I got extensive list, man. I'm talking about uh, Sopranos, Last Chance You, Ozark, Breaking Bad. You ain't watched Breaking Bad yet? Yo, I, I'm on the first season, bro. God damn. Bruh, okay, okay look. That show is so good, bro. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> shit. Look, man. Okay, look. Finish finish Last Chance You, then watch Breaking Bad, then watch... Have you watched The Wire? No, I haven't even watched The Wire, bro. Watch Breaking Bad, watch The Wire, watch Ozark, watch Sopranos, and then you can watch whatever the hell else you want to watch. <laughs> All right, bro. All right, hold down, bro. I'll let you. Hey, yeah. G, 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 hip hop guy, real fast, real fast, 20 seconds. What you think about Denzel Curry album? No, it was good. It was fire. Now, my homeboy said he fresh said it, it was album of the year. Now, I'm like, okay, it's cool, but I don't think it's yeah, album of the year. Oh, I don't know about that, but it was, uh, I said it's a top, like, six, top six for this year. Yeah, okay, but that's a whole nother podcast, though. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, let me know when you're doing the next um, hip hop, Boxy Voice. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Whew, good show, y'all. Good show. Uh, Last Chance You can be viewed on Netflix. It is season three. Um, season one and two were pretty good, too. I mean, they got it labeled funny, like it's parts instead of season. So, um, you know, check that out. But uh, anyway, if you're watching this on demand, it probably won't even be up, but... Uh, yeah, so subscribe to my podcast then. So, because I don't really know how this, you know, how this is going to be or whatever. But, um, so go to your podcast streaming platforms and type in Vach's Voice or Vach Lombardi. Um, and, uh, sub- subscribe to my damn podcast and then go to my regular channel and subscribe to that too and hit the like button and, uh, don't forget about the Patreon. It's more important than food, water, and threesomes. And uh, follow me on Twitter, V-O-C-H-L-O-N-B-A-R-D-I. Y'all hold it down for the Doski Woski and the Peaski Weeski. Appreciate y'all. I'm gone. Salute.